Uh, welcome to the next edition of Techman Talks Dynamics. I'm joined today by, by George, who is a new face for our podcast. George is a, one of our Dynamics trainers, um, and what he doesn't know about um, Dynamics is not worth knowing. And in this episode, we're going to talk about um, some of the reporting features that we feel are really underutilized in the product. One of the things that when we when we kick off projects, customers always say that one of their key objectives is is to get better reporting. Um, and I think it's probably fair to say that it, it's something that um, people don't always achieve um, because they run out of time. They're not sure what to do. There's so many different tools. There's so many different ways. Um, and there are lots and lots of great tools on the market for for reporting. There's you know, but whether it's Power BI, whether it's Jet. Um, but actually, we feel that the the features that are inbuilt into Dynamics and are there and ready to use out the box are really underutilised, and people could, could could get much more. Well, yes, there's almost too much of a reaction to go outside the system to Jet or Power BI straight away, and they're underusing what's in the system. Yeah, and they also need to pencil in time to come back to what they can get out of the system once the, the dust has settled, so to speak, from the project. Yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because when you first set up a system, there's no data in it. So a lot of the things, the screens that you go to or the reports that you run don't really show anything meaningful. It's something that maybe once you're a few months in, that all really all needs to be revisited to go and look at what those standard tools can give you. Especially some of the screens that some of the columns they want to make use of aren't the default columns that they can see as yeah. standard. So they need to be told they're there, then they can personalise it and turn it on. Okay, so if we um, if we just look at some of the, the features, maybe that aren't necessarily printout reports, you know, gone are the days where, um, you know, you used to print out a report, put it in that folder and put it on the shelf and no one ever looked at it ever again. Well, no, it's self-service now, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's very much so. And, and people want um, information that's very easy to access, that kind of hits them in the face in a morning. So what kind of features... Would you recommend that people start to look at um, that are available in the system today? The most underused is the actual role centre. They yeah. people tend to quite understandably just get on with their job, so they ignore that entire front screen that's full of things like the queues that are giving them filtered views, that's got the lead into some suggested reports, that's got the built-in Excel reports. There's a whole suite of things there that they bypass and get straight on with a task. So taking the time to get familiar with the role centre might be a good starting point. Yeah, and also really thinking about right what information is valuable to your to your team when they first log on in the morning and hit them in the face with that because it's in the role centre, they don't have to look for it, it's right there. They should think about a bit of a sliding scale. So what can I get from the standard system queues or, or what can I do for myself then? We're building some safe views, so I'm filtering the data to see what I really want to see. Yeah. Then investigate the system reports, then look at delivering those perhaps as scheduled reports into their inbox they can yeah. share with colleagues, then start to explore the more specialised tools like account schedules, and then eventually look at external reporting tools. But it's a, it's a sliding scale where they're getting increasing detail and value as they okay. go on. Okay, so we'll cover all that, some of those things today um, as we go through the, this podcast. So um, so we've talked about the role centre. That's kind of minute you log in, right in front of you, get that key information. But they don't, they don't scroll down because yeah. you, you log in, it's in front of you, but actually it's three or four pages yeah. long. Yeah, and people are so robotic, aren't they, after they do, we, you know, so you need to make sure it's it's really pertinent information that they're seeing. Whichever version you're using, there's some built-in charts there. So whether it's NAV or Business Central, there's always been some built-in charts in the role centre. You just have to scroll down to see them. 
but a lot of those, although it's not obvious at first, they're using built-in account schedules and they might appear to not work for the user for a new company straight away, but with a very minor change in the account schedule that feeds its data, it'll start working. Yeah. So one one data field change, basically. Yeah. And then they start getting some KPI value. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the point of those front screens, isn't it? That kind of KPI. What, what should I be looking at today? What, what needs my immediate attention? Okay, so um, kind of the classic way of getting data out um, historically with BC has been the old copy and paste or send to Excel or, you know, whichever version that you're used to. Um, there's, there's more to it than that now, isn't there? There's more that they can do with that. Much more now. I mean, people are quite comfortable with Excel. They've always been able to export things. There's open in Excel versus edit in Excel for a start. There's a nice add-in in Excel for Business Central. So on the screens that allow it with validation, they can actually modify system data with the appropriate controls and push it back into the system. Yeah. But the open in Excel, um, they've taken that further. So there's now Excel reports built in that actually give you the report straight away into Excel that you can uh, manipulate outside the system. Where yeah, so if you're on a pivot table, then box, yeah. you know, charts, all that kind of stuff, you can do that in the very familiar environment and it's just giving you that data. And they're quite a, a recent change, so they're definitely worth exploring if they haven't been so Okay, far. okay. Um, and what about the company hub? Have you seen that? Yes, that, that's snuck in recently. It, it's almost heading towards sort of intercompany reporting, but it, it doesn't require it to be intercompany setup. It's simply giving you a little portal to view certain key pieces of data across all the companies in your database. And it's things So if you're like, a financial controller and you've got uh, multiple companies in your group or you're responsible for the finances for, for multiple companies, you can see some kind of key information all in one place yeah, about that company. Outstanding debt, outstanding entries, that kind of stuff. Cash balances. It's company balances, so you can yeah. see where they don't. <laughs> that kind of, but without any real setup, it's just a couple of clicks and it, it'll start working. Yeah. But it doesn't work out of the box because it needs to be told which companies to review as part of the hub. Okay, so just a bit of setup there and that's ready to go as well. Same with a lot of these. is a, 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 minor, a minor investigation will get it working and give them good value. Okay. Um, I went out to a, a customer once and showed them how to use Save Views and it, it, they basically told me I'd change their life. I get that, yes. Um, and I, I think um, that every single Dynamics user should be using Saved Views. If you're constantly having to go into lists and sort it, filter it, then just set yourself, yourself up some Saved Views and if you, you know, you learn how to do it and use it. I now encourage people to go into a, a flow field, a, a filter, a filtered field like balance LCY, and just break it, rip it apart, and make it into the filters they actually want for their own reports. Yeah. And then bookmark it on the front screen so they've got the customer ledger entries or vendor ledger entries, and they've got a filter there that shows them the overdue payments, the payments due in this week, the unallocated payments, whatever they want straight away, just at one click. Yeah. Bypass all the system reports you like, just it's yeah. there and it's the data you want. And again, you know, because you, when we first set out to, to do a new implementation, you will show the user this very early on, won't you? It's almost like the first session they do. And when you haven't got your own data to work from when you're doing that, it's difficult to, to, to think about the scenarios that you would use it in. So it's something, again, that, that I would encourage people to get their users to revisit those you know, those overview notes and those overview sessions so that um, they can really use. And that once they've got their own data, they can really see how that can benefit 
well, I now build it into VAT return sessions, that kind of stuff. So when they're quite advanced users and moving on much yeah. further, actually revisit these basic tools that help make their life much simpler. Yeah. Um, do you think many customers use the statistics screens? No. No, they don't, do they? Because <laughs> it's too far down the page. Yeah. <laughs> they won't see it. So again, you know, that's another, there's some really good information in some of those screens, isn't it? You know, things that people average, will go away and build days. really complicated jet reports for. But yeah, average average days late for on your on your payment terms for your customers and your vendors. So your, your average payment terms, things that aren't necessarily on the customer card or the vendor card, but are really good, good pieces of information. That actually, if you wanted to go away and write a jet report for that, that's not that easy. I think Microsoft's been sneaking extras in for quite some time and not really publicising them particularly and shouting about them. But what you can get a standard on. A customer card now has dramatically improved yeah, with the fact boxes and the statistics tab at the bottom. You have a lot of data at your fingertips straight away. Okay. Um, so I think most users will be aware of GL registers um, because they'll have seen them on the menu. I guarantee that most of our customers have never run them. What scenarios would you use those for? I introduced it as the audit trail. Yeah. So you could, um, an auditor wants to see all the reversals done in a certain period. You've yeah. got source codes there for month end when they're trying to work out if there's something that's not quite reconciling in the trial balance. Yeah, or if someone's can... done some postings after you've closed the period. Absolutely. So use part of that return process as well yeah. when there's, there's a question mark, shall we say. So it's a really good tool for troubleshooting, isn't it? For, yes. for trying to reconcile, audit, or that you know, that, and that's again, that's there either on screen or as a physical printout as well, isn't it? Yes, because most people end up that they can find the transaction they're interested in, and they can either use navigate or find entries to see the post entries on that transaction, or they can drill in the chart of accounts. But actually, you can use that same entry number in the geo registers, and they can work from the other direction. Yeah, and they find that quite handy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, um, so in terms of. Um, Again, the the actual standard reports, the reports that are inbuilt into the system, again, people will sometimes look at them at the very beginning of the, the, their implementations and because they haven't got much data, they don't make a lot of sense. Um, but there are, well, there's hundreds, isn't there? Yes. Well, before I even look at those, though, I start on there's some reporting screens that do the job of a report that are built in the chart of accounts, for example. Yeah. So there's payables, receivables. Yeah, of course. Really yeah. simple cash flow. Just give me a total of my customer or vendor ledger entries week by week and month by month. Now, the customers may not pay to terms, so it may not be completely accurate, but for the amount of work involved, which is pretty much one click, you've got a really quite nice, simple cash flow reporting tool. And and then you've got things like the um, GL balance by dimension um, and, and, the, and the balance to budget type screens. And, of course, the great thing about them is where you see an anomaly... You just drill down on them straight away. So, you know, if you've gone and you've gone built complex reports in Excel that, you know, you have to refresh them to start with because we're constantly changing. But, um, you know, really it's great to see it on screen so you can drill right down to the the raw data, especially if there's anomalies or there's things that you want to investigate further. Absolutely. Um, I I really like getting the value for the built-in tools and using things like the Chart of Accounts Overview. Yeah, and the um, 
the, the other overview of tools where basically you are able to view the Charter of Accounts information but at different summary levels. So if they've got the right structure in the Charter of Accounts, because again it comes slightly full circle, if you've got beginning and end totals, you can look at the overview and look at different detail levels. If you're using the um, GL account subcategories, then you can look at uh, that information categorised by account rather than by account number as well. Mm -hmm. So you can get much more information out of it than just filtering the Charter of Accounts which in itself works quite well for many people. Yeah. There's there's a lot they can do just off that screen. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, it, you're using it all the time, aren't you? Um, and, you know, if nothing else, you stick it out to Excel and pivot table it. <laughs> just trying to stop people just working in Excel all the time is a challenge. Okay. Um, so, um, the, so those are the, the kind of screens that are available that allow you to interrogate your data. There's hundreds, I mean, we couldn't possibly touch on all the standard reports, um, but, you know, it really is worth going through and um, trying those reports and seeing what they give you. You know, there's different ways that you can run them now. So, you know, they can be put on a schedule, they can be uh, put on a schedule so they're emailed out to people so they sit in their in inbox every morning. Um, and, you know... Um, a lot of them have some really useful information. Is there anything that you'd like to cut that you think you should pull out and say, right, go and have a look at that one? Any new ones, anything? Because they haven't changed hugely, have they? No, there's the payment practices one snuck in, I think, in January 2018. So it's end of now than start of Business Central. That initially might sound like it won't suit a lot of our customers because actually payment, yeah, practices, sound, is, payment practices sounds a bit, um, a bit corporate and a bit... <laughs> it's the rules for compliance, compliance yeah. on um, much larger companies than some of our customers will be in terms of you need 250 employees and a certain size of balance sheet. But more recently, they brought out a payment practices code. So because um, corporate responsibility, ESG, has now got a, a hot topic, if one of our customers wanted to show that they are... Um, being a particularly considerate company okay. and they can sign up for this payment practices code and basically they agree to pay all their much smaller suppliers. So anyone, any of their suppliers that are less than 30 employees, they agree to pay within the, the, the terms are manipulated to be less than 30 days, basically. Okay. So they're paying promptly and they can... Um, so we're causing a bit of social responsibility well, here. Yes, and it's been yeah. quite a hot topic recently. So yeah. whilst it might not be something they have to do because they don't fall under the, the requirement of the practices, they can sign up for the code and it's something that the system has a standard report that will so let you I'm use. I'm going to go and run that in our internal system afterwards, just to, just to see. Because okay. all it requires is you just to mark certain vendors to not be included if they're beyond the size, and then you can see how well you pay according to terms. Okay, okay, interesting. Right, okay, so here's my real bugbear is that customers don't use account schedules. There, there is not a single one of our customers that does not need to produce a profit and loss, a balance sheet, a, a child balance, a cash flow report, all these different kinds of reports. That everybody needs them. Um, but the, the account schedules are so underutilised. And, and whilst they have got some really nice new features in recent years, they're not massively different. So this, this is applicable across customers, whatever versions they're on. Um, they are a really, really good tool. They allow you to structure your um, to structure your PL and balance sheet. Um, no matter what your chart of accounts is, you can you can structure it differently on your account schedule, so you can group things together. Um, do it smartly, so that when you add, you know, when you add a new GL code, 
And if you've got a whole host of Excel reports that you use, you've then got to go and insert that jail code into every single one of those reports or forget to do that and find that you know non, nothing balances at the end of the month. Whereas if you do it smartly in account schedules, it'll automatically be inserted into the right bucket on your account schedule report. You can do your comparisons with your budgets. You can break it down by dimension, so whether that's department or um, you know cost centre or however you want to do it. Again, it's all available on screen, so you can drill down to where there's an anomaly. You know, you've got a big jump in a in an overhead code in a particular month. You can drill down and have a look at the the, the raw data really easily. Um, you can export them to Excel if you must have <laughs> them must. in Excel. Um, but they, you know, they really, um, they, people don't use them as much as they should. Why, why, do you, why do you think that is, George? I think they're a bit hidden in the background. Yeah. And they are their bespoke reporting tool. They can create whatever they like. I think you just need a little bit of a steer in terms of, I think, take the column layouts. The fact that you can present your data for this month compared to this period last year. The fact you can look at a quarter and look at a variance to previous years. But unless you're shown it, it's very much one of these sort of hidden gems that you need to just have a couple of examples to work from and then they click and straight away they're creating Yeah, because it used to be um, when you installed NAV or even BC, you, 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 there was nothing there. You had to build it all from scratch, didn't you? Whereas at least now, when you install it, you do get a, a, few, a few sample reports, don't you? Because of those free charts on the role centre that require some of the built-in account schedules, there are at least a couple in there to start you off, and I think three or four of the column layouts. So yeah, you've got a few pointers, which you can take a look at and steal ideas yeah, from exactly. to build your own. You can, yeah, you can usually work it out, can't you? Um, and you know, there's loads of information out there about account schedules. You know, we run training on them. But, you know, actually, they're not that difficult to do for anybody that's got that kind of... If you can if you can go and build a pin and a balance sheet on Excel, then you can go in and do it in an account schedule. It generally takes me an hour to go through with a customer, and then they're, they're away. Yeah, and which is, again, but get your budgets into, into BC as well, because a lot of people are still maintaining budgets on spreadsheets. You can put those in, because um, you can have multiple budgets as well, can't you, for a period? So if you reforecast, you can have a... A reforecast budget as well and then in your account schedules you can choose which of those budgets you want to pick up for your comparison purposes or you could Paris comparison might be this period last year or this period two years ago um so you know it's that there's, there's so much that it can do and you know it is it's completely user definable as well isn't it so you know you can make your PL and balance sheet look the, the rows and the columns pretty much whatever you need. It might be because you've got the analysis view separated out mm. because the the account treasure by itself can use two dimensions. Some people are slightly wary of dimensions at first for their reporting and then if you use the analysis views you can open up four dimensions potentially with a fifth one in the background yeah. snuck in as a filter. Um, I think that might not have helped to be clear as to what exactly it can do. Okay. Um, but there's huge potential there. Yeah, 100%. Mass can be a massive time saver. But having, having you mentioned saver. just there the, the budgets, the more that's in the system, the more they can report against, there's the cash flow forecast. So they can have multiple cash flow forecasts. Yeah, of course. Again, well. cash flow, cash flow, every single business I think that I'm aware of needs needs a cash flow report. And again, that, that area of business central isn't used that much to, to be able to do that. And I think... Um, traditionally, it's been it's been the kind of Excel based um, accountants report, so they do their magic. 
Um, but but actually, there's some really valuable information there, isn't there? And I, I I foresee that that will only get better and better. You know, as they start to to increase the number of artificial intelligence type um, queries that you can use to kind of predict cash flow, so you can always predict when somebody might pay based on their history and that kind of thing. I can only see that that will get better and better and more accurate. Yeah, because it's been creeping in by the back door for a while that now if you start a sales order for a customer who's got a bad payment history, there's a notification that pops up and tells yeah. you. The the uh, AI in the background has been gaining pace quite a lot. Yeah, There's actually an Azure experiment to try and uh, look at your customer's payment history and work out a modifier to their payment terms that, you know, when they will actually pay you oh, okay. based on, based on um, their their proven track record yeah. should we call it so there's some really good stuff in the cash flow forecast that no I'm kind of having to wean people off a spreadsheet and they can consider which elements they use so it's quite a big jump from going from that payables receivables filterable screen yeah. to the full module because it's an hour of looking at stuff and working out what will work for you but just like the GL budget you can have multiple forecasts and try out different yeah, parameters yeah so you do also kind of what if type yeah, scenarios really flexible yeah okay and then, okay. and then report against it. It all comes back to the, the more that's in the system, the more of this they can use their reporting. And that's all done via an account. You can all be done via account as well. So you can kind of have your bespoke um, columns and rows and, and, and the information that you need. So that's all. And that you don't need a developer for anything that me and George have talked about today. You don't need developers for. It's there already. It's config, it's configuration, not development. So we can you, you could go away and, and have a go at it tomorrow. Yeah, well, value out of the standard system. Okay. Um, and then the, the the other thing that I wanted to touch on was um, sales analysis views. Um, probably one of the things that I talk to customers a lot, and they'll just say, I just wanted to get margin. I just want to see the margin on a product. Um, you know, you can get in very in-depth conversations around um, costing methods and, and how value entries work and how adjust cost item entries work and all those different things. But actually, the, the sales analysis views are a really powerful tool when it comes to analysing sales costs um, and, and inventory type transactions, does it, isn't it? It's a really loads of powerful information. Really powerful, a complete flip from the, the account schedules that look at the GL entries. Here we're looking at the item entries and the detail you can get out. This is a, probably the more challenging end of understanding the setup yeah. in terms of creating these. But once customers start digging in, they they can get the detail out of the system without using an external reporting tool, without going to jet report straight away and having to drag this data out. Yeah. It's all there and it's all filterable and reportable for them. Yeah. And there's lots of benefits, isn't there, to having it in system rather than out of system. So, um, you know, if it's in system for a start, everybody's looking at the same version of the truth. Um, you know, everybody, um, you know, you're not going to have people taking spreadsheets away, monitoring, uh, amending certain fields. Um, and, and having like slightly different versions of the same report. If it's in system, everyone's looking at the same thing. Again, you can drill down into the detail behind it really easily. If you make an adjustment, then it's reflected straight away rather than having to go and, and update, whether it depends, it depends on what type of reporting you use and having to update your, your data warehouse or whatever it is that you, you've got. So, so actually, there's a lot of benefit to having it there, but also you can potentially use it on on your queues, on your role centres for, for, you know, for, for generating other things in the system as well. So that's really worth looking at, isn't it? So what, so if you think about sales analysis views, then you might, 
you can again it's got a rows and columns type um format hasn't it but you know you could go down to very detail can't you rows could almost be individual products yeah. and then you can look at sales costs um stock against the individual products um it might be product groups it might be dimensions it might be there's lots of kind of different gives you every possible permutation yeah. and goes way beyond the standard report straight away. It just gives you a sort of profit percentage for a yeah. particular item that you're selling um, to really let you tease out. Yeah, because on all of these, on the analysis views, on the sorry, on the account schedules and on the sales analysis views, you can have calculated columns as well, can't you? Yes. So you can kind of calculate a, formulas, a margin, you can calculate percentages, that kind of thing. You can calculate variances. Um and again, you can send these out to Excel as well if you need to, and you want to be able to do some nice fancy pie charts or bar charts. I think or... they're the most underused element of the things we're discussing because there's probably only one customer I've spoken to that's using them in the yeah. system in in my time here. So definitely one worth exploring further. Yeah, definitely. And we've got some training courses that we can run around a lot of these different types yes. um, of um so you've got this kind of there's several things we've touched on. There's kind of the basic, um, the, the roles, the cues, the filters, the views. That's kind of covered by our general overview training, because that that they're principles that you can use across system really and across function. So the same training course will be applicable to someone in sales or if they're in purchase, if they're in accounts. Um, then you've got the much more specific training that sits around account schedules, which is very kind of finance led. And then analysis views, which is very much kind of margin and, and reporting led. So we can um, we can do training in, in all of those different areas. And actually, they're relatively short training courses and should give payback relatively quickly because everything's there and you can start using them. Yes, start using they're them straight all away. one hour to two hours max focused short courses. Okay, so we, and we can run those remotely as well. So a couple of hours, run remotely, get you started, off you go and, and, and start using that information. Because I have the video and the booklet, so they can pick it up straight away afterwards. Yeah, so we'd recommend them, wouldn't we? Look, investigating all these things that we've talked about today before going out invest. And there is, you know, there's huge benefit of going out investing in things like Power BI and and, and Jet Reports because they have enormous capabilities. But you know, some types of reporting, um, and um, some types, it it. it it's there and it's you don't need to, to invest in third party products so it depends on the volume of your data depending on um how you want the reports to, to look visually there's actually a lot you can get out of the standard system yeah they jump too soon i think to external reporting and overlook yeah. just the the, the, the built-in benefits yeah and that's getting better all the time as well yes it's hard to keep up yeah exactly so with every release um there's there's more and more in in the standard product in the core of the product um, that that can be used, as I say, straight away. No development, just config only. Because sometimes it's either there are existing users that have come from an older version that then need to catch up on the new features and mm. new reporting tools, or sometimes it's because of the pressure of a project, which is a pressurised time for them. They're not had time to become fully aware of all the other things they can use. They then start doing something off-system, and because it's off-system, they maintain it off-system. So I'm there trying to wean people off their spreadsheets for things like their deferred expenses, so the prepaid um, invoices, for example, and they're maintaining those outside the system and doing a monthly journal. But there's a report that'll let them deal with this and review it as they go forward, and there's the um, deferred schedule and templates to help them do that. So the more they start looking, they find... Um, advantages in terms of their own time savings each month I find. 
Okay, that's brilliant. Thanks, George. Thank you for listening today. See you on the next episode. <laughs>